This is Podmakers. Do you ever wonder how podcasting could help your business or even if you're doing business right? Do you ever wonder what it takes to start and maintain a podcast or about the reasons for starting or maintaining one? Do you ever wonder what other business owners and podcasters are going through behind the scenes, away from the highlight reels and shiny filters of social media? Wonder with us on podcasting and how to show up intentionally and be heard. Hey, Casey. Hi, Karen. What's haunting you this week? Oh, yeah. We talked about what's haunting you. (laughs) Casey told me in pre-show that she saw somewhere that we should stop asking everybody like how they're doing in a week and ask like, what's haunting you this week? What's haunting you this week? And I think it's just weird enough that I'm like really into it. Let's see. (laughs) It's like, what's not? I know. I'm like, uh, everything. The weird things I said to friends this weekend. I mean, mostly how to create more space and more time to create art Mm. and how to get that out into the world. I think that's kind of my ever haunt. Yes, I love the ever haunt. That's so good. (laughs) Yeah, we are. That is what we're talking about today. And I talked about a little bit in our pre-show warm-up chat. Like, it's funny that we're a podcast about podcasting because the best performing episodes of our show are the ones that dive into those broader concepts than just like the surface level business or marketing how-tos. For example, our setting boundaries episode is still like our number one episode. I'll link that in the show notes for you to listen to. And we're here for it. We love it. We're taking that feedback and delivering more in that vein with today, which is how to define creative for your life and business goals, which really is just like we're breaking it down into three sections, how to nurture our creativity, number one. So like things we do for inspiration. Number two, how to protect our creativity. Things we want to stop doing maybe could fall into that category. And then number three is how to live our creativity, which includes the things we weave into the fabric of our lives and the things that we do day to day. So I'm really excited about this one. I'm really excited for this. Thanks for setting up our notes and choosing the topic, Casey. As always, a really exciting topic for me, and I can't wait to see what comes out here. Me too. Okay, so let's just jump in. How are we finding our creativity these days? Like, is it coming more easily? Is it hard one? Is it hibernating with winter? Like, I thought we could just do a little temperature check on how we're each coming at creativity in this season. Yeah, totally. I love this. So I am in a Reiki training program right now, and we've been checking in a lot around the seasons and just like what the seasons look like for us. And it's funny. I keep telling the group that I am just like in this creative explosion right now. And I think my, I think my Reiki teacher is a little bit like, Karen, like, are you like, cause she's like, it's not time yet. Like in bulk's not here yet. Like we're not in spring yet. It's not this like big explosion of like rebirth. And I'm also like, no, I've tested this. I've tried this. Like this is explosion time. So It's also funny because I do feel a little bit of that winter piece a little bit still as far as I have all of these ideas, I have all of this energy, which is is a usual thing for me. So when I'm held up in my house because of snow, it's dark, the days are longer, all of that, I give myself way more permission to just kind of like 
hunker down to read, to research, to like play with these ideas and these things that like really spur my creativity. So all that to say, the only part of like, oh, welcome to 2024 that I've like really engaged is like, okay, what is this year? And like, how am I going to learn what she is? And I did finally make like a mood board the other day. And my big phrase for this year is, is life and life is art. Mm. And so Mm -hmm. I'm just in this very, this kind of recommitment to my identity as an artist. And how does that kind of come up in every single space? So definitely this like resurgence, a lot of energy, a lot of ideas, but feeling that slow pace of winter, like it's not time for the garden to like explode yet. It's just time to like kind of sit and be with these things and test and work on skills and craftsmanship and all of that. So that's probably an over answer to your question, but how are you, what's your temperature check on your creativity right now? What does the season Mm. look like? Well, I just wanted to say that I love that you're being your authentic self within like, maybe it's not quote unquote the season for this, but this is what I'm feeling. (laughs) Yeah. And this is my, I'm going to follow my intuition and just kind of dive in where it feels right. I really like that. And I, I'm going to use that as like a, a model for myself too, when I like forget to check in with myself or think, oh, I should be doing it this way, but I really want to do it this way. Mm. But for me, the creativity has been, if yours is like an explosion, I was thinking, what could my mind's been kind of like, a, like when the fire kind of has burned down, but there's still like embers and it's still, it, there's still warmth coming off. Mm. That's how I feel. I feel like a, a steady, hot, like burning coals, like fire, like not quite fire, but like smoking a little bit mm. in the fireplace. That's kind of how I feel. It's like something waking up something well really it's already awake um i started by like we talked about in the pre-show i've started a creative project of my own i outlined a full fiction novel this month which was like a huge step for me this fiction novel has been on my radar for years honestly and then exactly a year ago i took a class for creating a first draft of it And I never really, I wrote a few pages, but I never fully drafted it. So to have a full outline now, like start to finish, first scene, last scene, stuff in the middle feels huge. And I'm really Mm. excited about it. And it's so nice to allow myself to explore energetic inputs that are not my business. I think I did not realize how much... I was cutting myself off from everything that's not business related. Yeah. And that has been a big, powerful already, and it's only been a few weeks, a big, powerful shift for me that feels really right and feels really natural once I finally let myself do it, stopped fighting it. Like, because like I've fought with this story for so long and wanting to get it on paper and wanting to figure out where it's going to go. And it's finally happening and nothing has really changed except my mind around it. Like I don't suddenly have more time. I don't suddenly, you know, there's nothing else has changed except how I feel about it and what I think about it. So that's been really cool to kind of observe and to, to do. So that's been really exciting. And that's kind of where my head is at right now. And it feels really good. It sounds like we're kind of on parallels, the two of mm-hmm. us, because you're, art is life. And I'm coming back to writing like the craft of writing 
because fiction writing is very different than, you know, business content writing and Mm -hmm. how it works and how it incorporates story. And it just feels really good. I'm really excited about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's super exciting. And it's so funny that it can be so counter to either what we've been told or what we feel like we have to do with our businesses, especially when we like want more business or like any of that, that we can be like, oh, I need to give every single minute of my time to this business and client seeking Mm -hmm. or whatever. And in reality, what creates that flow and what attracts people to the business and to these conversations with you and like all of that is you being in your own creative flow, right? Like how much Mm -hmm. like outlining that book gave to you and had you more as, at least see how to say this, but that process allowed you to sink more deeply into like who you truly are. And also it's something that you've wanted to do so long. And now it's like coming into reality and all of that, all of that energy shift is so massive and way more powerful for your business than like, how am I going to, you know, like creating social media posts or like, you know, how am I going to find, how am I going to talk to five people today? Or like, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's so counterintuitive. Uh, Well, it's very intuitive. It's very, uh, I think, mm. antithetical to the conditioning that we've been given around, like what our business needs yes. to look like, and how we need to be in it. Yes, like, the whole ne- the whole niching down thing in online business, and I understand how that's purposeful and useful t- as from a marketing standpoint. So you're not like marketing twelve different things, and nobody really knows what you offer. I understand. Right how niching helps from that perspective. But I think it's also cut me off a little bit from like, oh, I can't talk about that. That's not in my niche. Or, oh, yes. I can't think about that. Like that's that's going to distract people or confuse people who might be looking for services. And it's like, yes. I just want to write my damn book. Like that's right. all I really want to do. And yeah, so just find, figuring that out and like stop being so afraid of like showing more sides of yourself. It's like, you're yes. not allowed, you can't talk about that. It's not business related. Well, it's like, right. um, I can though. And if, you know, if people are following you that aren't interested in who you are as a person, as like a multifaceted human person beyond right. a screen, then you probably don't want those people following you anyway. You right. don't really have to care too much about what they think. So, <laughs> right. And like, yeah, I mean, So within that, I mean, I feel like you probably shouted out a couple of these things within that process, but how are you nurturing your creativity in this season? What does that look like for you? Mm, I think that kind of has led us into this question, like, because of course I'm thinking about the communications that we have on social media. Like, oh, you can't talk Mm. about that on social media. You can't talk about that in your emails. Like, it's not business related. People aren't going to want to read that. And really monitoring my social media use has helped with that, just paying attention to how I feel when I'm on it and just asking, like, do I really have to be here? Like, is this really helping move my business forward? Is it giving me anything? Is it enriching my life in any way? And that's been a really surprisingly intense question for me because I've gone back and forth, especially with Instagram, cycles and cycles and cycles. Like, for years. Um, like one year I'm sure I'm going to quit it. And then the next year I'm like, no, I'm just going to redefine how I use it. And then I'm like, no, I just want to quit. And it's interesting to me how often I do want to quit. Um, 
And I'm just like noticing that <laughs> and trying to just, and like not forcing myself to decide what to do right now, but just letting that be an indicator that I don't need to be there so much. Like if you don't, if you don't want to be somewhere in your real life off of a screen or out of an app, like you don't go. So <laughs> you just don't go there. You stay home or you do something else. So why am I forcing myself to go to this place called Instagram or even called LinkedIn sometimes where like, I don't want to be there. I'm not interested. I don't feel like talking. I'm just not in the headspace for it. And it's nothing bad against those platforms. It's just that it doesn't feel right for me right now. So really helping myself to stop scrolling so much on Instagram. I still get messages from people. So I'll check my messages like once a day. And that's it. Like I haven't really been posting anything. I haven't been looking for anything, scrolling, like I feel better when I'm not there. And I haven't really picked apart exactly why that is. Like, I don't think there's any specific thing like, oh, this particular influencer, because I don't follow influencers, makes me feel bad about myself because, you know, of her body or her house always looks great or whatever, you know, it's like none of those things like that. It's just something about the nature of it itself that I can't quite put my finger on is just... I think draining for the creative process too. And I know that you have a lot of thoughts about that. And I want to really hear more about yours because I think that you are like, not to say, but like, yeah, kind of a little further along this road than I am because you had started talking about how you, I think you deleted it from your phone. And so I would love to hear from your perspective too, like how that space affects your creativity and like maybe the safeguards that you have that you're guarding your creativity. Yeah, absolutely. So I have I would say just this month, maybe December. I think I've I think I've been off social since like around Yule, like around Christmas time. And I even took so like for a while I was like, well, I'm going to take Instagram off my phone. But I'll keep Pinterest because Pinterest like inspires me because it's like all of these visual images and I like usually just follow interior design and all of that. But then was finding that almost everything on my Pinterest feed was an ad, which didn't feel good to me. It's that constant like people trying to sell you stuff feeling and Mm -hmm. was starting to get a little bit like down the wormhole of like, oh, this is just what all of our lives are. Just like trying to make people feel like their life is inferior or their interior design is inferior or they need to have these things to be better or feel better and was just like, okay, like Pinterest isn't it for me anymore either. And I had like X on my phone, but like I never get on X except to see like the police like for our area or whatever, if the like helicopter is really circling or whatever to see if I can find some info on if we need to like stay in place. But I took everything that's like social media related or adjacent off my phone. I literally, I was joking with my partner today, like I have also gotten a finance app that I use because I'm trying to be like more on every day, like in our finances. I have deferred that to him for a long time and I just need to be paying better attention. So like literally my free time goes to like categorizing expenses now and like that kind of thing. If I like need to be on my phone, I'm either on Kindle reading or like categorizing expenses, which feels like present to my own life and a part of that, like nurturing and taking care of creativity. So 
yeah, I mean, I've gotten super savage as far as like if there's anything because the social media piece, I know that there are a lot of people talking about this right now. And there's people that could talk about this in a more scientific breakdown than I can. But I'm also really practicing dopamine hygiene. And I know that I've been talking about that for a long time. But going to that space really impacts my brain as far as the artificial dopamine hits that are in that space. And Mm. for me, with someone that has experienced severe depression before, I am very careful about what it looks like to manage my brain chemistry. So going to a space that makes me feel bad when leaving or could potentially impact the amount of receptors that are receiving these neurotransmitters and these hormones is a space that I'm like not willing to kind of flex on right now. Mm. So that's like a whole thing. But also realizing I've been listening to, I've mentioned it here before, the podcast Make Art Not Content. And just wondering at like when I'm consuming all of this material all the time, one, my brain, I don't even see it happening, but my brain jumps to like, what? who am I? What do I have to say so quickly? Because I see the inundation of material that's out there all the time. And I'm like, why do I need to say anything? Especially as like a white woman, mm. why do I need to say anything? So just to remove that kind of from the conversation a little bit. And I would say that's where I've become like, I've become savage about these things that are inputs because I'm really paying attention to this sounds so coachy, but like really paying attention to my thoughts right now. So am I thinking like, what, what, a, what would my voice add to the conversation? Or am I thinking like, I have to create, what do I want to create? Like, and mm. part of that is like, part of that nurturing is noticing, noticing beauty all around me. So like I was telling yes. Casey on the pre-show, I pulled an Oracle deck card that was just about the sacred this morning and noticing the sacred or, and through sacred geometry or whatever it is, just noticing the beauty around us all the time. And part of that is waking up at sunrise and looking out my kitchen window that faces east and seeing the sunrise, Mm. noticing how it's different than the day before. When I let the dogs out the door, walking out on the back patio and taking a minute to feel what the cold air feels like in my nose and my lungs. Me too. So these little like, yeah, these little like meditative moments and something that Casey and I talked about in the pre-show also that we were like, we just got to start recording. But is also taking some of the religiosity off of myself, the pressure of, Mm. which is so funny, people that have been following me for a while, I have been like morning pages, morning pages, morning pages. Like morning pages are a like no, you know, like a a non-negotiable. Like they have to happen. I've stopped doing morning pages. I also am not requiring myself to sit down and do like a formal medit like I I was doing a meditation time for like an hour, give or take, that could include morning pages, that could include like card pulls, like that kind of thing, but really trying to set settle into the day through these like kind of external things, which meditation mm-hmm. isn't external, but you know what I'm saying. And now trying to reset into like just noticing what do I need right now? And a big shift for me is actually creating in my morning time. So that, that can be a part of my flow for all day, whether it's writing a poem, whether it's taking a picture and getting the camera in my hand, or whether it's painting, trying to be really dedicated to that. Mm. But that's getting into kind of the living piece. But nurturing, just to go throw, throw, go back to nurturing because I have a couple other things there. But just it's kind of like I'm back in the in my BFA studio again, viewing everything as research. So like me reading my novel, research. Me looking yes. up this thing that I'm interested in on the internet 
research, like all viewing it all as this like big ecosystem of creative pursuit. I've been Ooh. looking at, you know, like I've been looking at some artists that I I found a Frida Kahlo piece the other th- the other day that I had never seen before and was like, I'm going to send this to a bunch of people. I think I sent it to Casey and was like, sorry if this is really intense for your morning because like a Frida Kahlo piece. Watched American Symphony the other day finally, which just wrecked, you know, like wrecked me in the best way. Listening to music that I love, not inundating myself with podcasts. It's funny. I actually don't listen to podcasts very much unless I actually work on the show because I don't have space. I watched Beckham recently, which you're like, that's not art. No, but it's somebody that is so intensely dedicated to their craft and their skill that it's their like entire life. And they've performed at the high, you know, the highest level of human human performance on some levels too. So just really trying to tap into things that inspire me. I love that so much. And when you mentioned that you are on your Kindle app, it made me realize I, I failed to mention that part too for my like whole nurturing piece of what we're this phase that we're in right now and just like reading so much fiction. And I know a lot of people like when they're writing fiction, maybe they don't want to read fiction. But I've noticed for me, it's really supportive and helpful. And it, like you said, everything is research. That's exactly how it feels. I didn't have the words for it like that. But just watching different forms of story helps me kind of integrate how do I want to tell my story? Like, what's my storytelling style even? I don't know. This is like the first fiction I've ever written. So it's all like this big adventure. And I feel like any any way that we can nurture any side of our creativity, like you said, when you go outside and you're noticing the cold and you just notice your breath and you notice, like I noticed the birds, like I have posted on Instagram and in stories about my bird app that I have where I like capture bird calls, like a huge nerd, but it's so much fun to me. I'm like, Oh, what kind of bird is that? Oh, what kind of bird is that? And just, it all matters. Like it all does create, you said an ecosystem of creative pursuit. I wrote that down because I loved mm. it. And that's just, that's a big part of the nurturing and like the result of nurturing, I think. But yeah, I just wanted to tap back into that that piece before we move on to how we are protecting our creativity. Because I think that's kind of the step I jumped into. I was like, I'm not on Instagram because it makes me feel bad. Yeah. But how are we protecting our creativity by stopping the things we've stopped or the things that we want to stop doing? Do you want to go into that or do you want me to jump into that or... Sure. I said a little bit about it. So I'll just shout out a couple of things here and, and then I'll let you take take over. Like I said, I like I just like this word savage. Like I've become really savage at protecting yes. my own energy and my capacity in order to make mm. space for creativity this year. So something else that I didn't mention in the nurturing space is I've become more acquainted with energetic boundaries also, which some people might be like, oh, woo-woo, roll eyes. But like just trying to be really intentional about, I mean, energy is science. I mean, I don't know. You can have opinions. But just being really protective about my energetic boundaries. So even like there are things that would normally activate me, but remembering like my bubble, what's in my control, what can actually penetrate my bubble, all of that stuff, like really working in that space is very, I'm I'm sad in that space too. And very disciplined and very intentional about everything that's coming into my brain. I talked about thoughts. 
but I have zero, like I said, I have zero access to um, social media on my phone. I actually don't even desire to go to it on the desktop right now. And I'm giving myself permission Mm. for that. So I am scheduling a little bit of things out on later, like as far as podcast episodes that release and that kind of thing. But beyond that, and and if people are sending me memes and that sort of thing, I give myself permission not to even go through them because I'm also, I'm like a diehard about right now also about like what is real connection versus what's feigned connection and sending each other these memes on this, on this platform is like, oh, I'm thinking about you, but it's such a disruption to my space and my day that I like to look and just see oh, these people were thinking about me and sent me these things rather than actually scrolling through them and seeing what they sent because I don't even, you know, like, and I feel like you and I have said this before, like, I don't even remember what I've sent. So it's not a deep connection piece. It's not a vulnerable connection piece. If I actually want to tell this person that I'm thinking about them, maybe I could pick up the phone and call them and tell them I'm thinking about them. That would be the more vulnerable Mm -hmm. piece, right? Which sounds really intense and really hardcore, but like, that's me. And always- Only because we've gotten used to having- this buffer between us like Instagram where you can keep up with people but not really keep but up not with really people. so it's like yes. yeah and then I'm like on Instagram and then like I look at who's viewing my stuff and it's like you know there's people from years ago there's people I like haven't talked to since high school there's like and it's like what am I doing here like what is this for it just feels so weird and part of not being on social media, like I said, I have the Kindle app on my phone. I keep a book near my desk now also that I'm reading. I've finished. I'm really proud of myself with having all of this. It's funny because I used to just say I have zero capacity. I have no space. I have no space. I have no space. Being off of social media has given me space. Like mm. I have capacity to answer people's text messages when they text me most of the time because I'm not inundating myself with information or other people's stories or lives or even visually all of the time. My brain is not completely overwhelmed all of the time. I have space. I even picked up my phone the other day when a friend called and they were like, for like five minutes, they were like, I cannot believe you answered. And I was like, yeah, I've got space (laughs) in my life now. I'm more regulated because I'm not inundated all the time. So like when audio was processed, this is like maybe a life piece, but when audio is processing, I used to just scroll Cause like it's up to yeah. a minute and a half to like, depending on the length of the episode, like four, 10 minutes, like that I would just be scrolling because I also can't jump into, I'm neurodivergent. I can't really jump into a task that's also on my computer that bogs the machine to processing time gets longer. So I would just scroll on my phone and be like, Oh, this is, but it's like, it's, there's nothing else I could do. It's just a few minutes. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm reading now. And I finished two books this year already. Like, look at me, like, this is awesome. And I'm two books. This year, yes, and I'm getting right, and I'm getting like all of this information, all of these stories, even if it's a romance novel that helps my brain, whatever. Hell yeah, don't judge me, y'all. I love romance, I will never. <sighs> it's just like, and I'm like, it's I'm even reading one right now, poorly written, like the one that I was reading. Like, there's typos, like, they're just cranking these out. And it's such an amazing – it's like watching a rom-com. It's such an amazing story Mm -hmm. and just like get my brain out of my life and off of my task for a little while. That's I think the thing is like really putting limits in place in order to remove some limits on my creative brain is kind of this. But yeah, and and with part of that being savage too is like – and people can judge me for this. This is out of my privilege, but setting really severe boundaries with like news and all kinds of media as well. Mm-hmm. being really specific about what's coming into this brain. Yeah. 
I don't think, I mean, I think you have to do that to a certain extent. Cause at what point, like there's a line where you cross where that it's affecting your mental health. And then who are you helping by punishing yourself? Right. By just like making yourself conscious of like all the suffering that's in the world, you know, like you just right. can't. And I always yeah. go back to like our brains are only meant to know about our community, really. Like our brains are only evolved to the point of like knowing like around 200 people. Like that's traditionally like the size of your village or the size right. of your group or whatever. And it's like now we can know what's happening on the entire planet at any given time. Like right. that's not normal for a human brain to have right. to process on top of <laughs> modern life and like yeah. our daily lives yeah it's just so not. I've had to like hone it down a lot as far as like what's not not only what's in my bubble like my energetic bubble was immediately around me but like what's like I call it my postage stamp of the world like our garden like our house like that kind of thing like really dialing into those mm. things which is also this is total side note side presence quest. yes but the presence has also given me like I have energy I've been banging out like little tiny house projects that have been like way too overwhelming, I'm like patching the walls. And like, and I've been even thinking about like, we need to paint all of our trim. We painted, <laughs> I painted all of the walls in our living, our general living space and was like, oh, well, we're replacing the trim. So like, whatever. So I just like, blah, like went everywhere. It looks, <laughs> looks terrible. And I'm like, we've got to paint our trim. And the other day I was like, oh my gosh, like I almost have energy to like paint our trim. Like I could do that today if I wanted to. And it's like, what? Like this was not mm -hmm. accessible before. So it's insane. Oh my gosh. Like I'm so excited to think about because you've been doing this for so much longer and you've done it to a more committed level. Like I'm still popping in like once a day and like looking at messages and stuff like that. And you're like, no, it's off limits. I'm like done. I don't have any desire to be there at all. And I'm still kind of like, I don't know how I feel. Like I'm still trying to figure it out. And you know, my husband's in there all the time and he sends me like funny stuff throughout his work day. And I like, I want to interact with him, but then I'm also like, is this the best way to interact? Anyway, there's like so Ugh, many questions around that, but so I'm excited to get to that point where it feels like I feel like the more space because when I felt so much more space around Christmas and New Year's this year, when we went camping and that I was like, oh my God, this is what I've been looking for for so long. Like the space to just think like I feel and maybe it's because of our creative brains or I don't know but I feel like we need more space I don't even know if it's more space than most people or if it's just more space than most people give themselves well, I don't know what that is but it yeah. feels like I need so much more than other people and I don't know mm -hmm. if that's just a perception or if that's just me seeing what other people give themselves and assuming they're fine with it kind of thing but right I'm not fine with it. Like I want more. Right. And so, yeah, part of that has like a huge piece of that has been protecting myself from social media, protecting myself from any like outside voices or influences that like maybe indirectly try to influence me to be different, like other than what I want to be. Like sometimes I got to take a break from LinkedIn because it's like, business book recommendation, business book recommendation, business or like newsletter recommendation, newsletter. I'm like, I can't read all of these things and I don't want to. And like, I just need a break from like having all of this, like you, like you said, just inundated. Like you just feel like people are throwing books at you basically virtually. <laughs> and it feels like an assault, almost like a sense, a, a sensory assault where I'm just like, it's enough. Like, I don't want to read business books right now. I'm into fiction. Like 
I don't think that makes me any less capable of a business owner or any less, you know what I mean? Like there's this weird perception that you have to be reading the business books and you have to be dialed into your social media, like what is it? Insights and stuff. And I'm just like, I just don't care about any of that stuff right now. I just don't know how much that matters. And I really don't want to be dedicating my brain space to it and protecting my creativity from that, knowing that that's how I feel has been like a really big piece. Yeah. There's one other thing that I forgot to say too, as far as protecting, and this sounds like, so I used to roll my eyes at people saying this, but like limiting numbing activities too, and like actually allowing myself to feel the feelings and move through them, God, right? Hard. It is so hard. But limiting <sighs> numbing activities and substances. So like we go through phases where like, I, so I drink al- alcohol, I imbibe, I partake, but not during the week anymore. So that I can have that clarity and that focus. I'm not waking up groggy. I'm not feeling dehydrated. I'm not feeling sluggish or anything like that. And kind of helping my system keep this energy, keep this momentum going. I have found that I'm just not finding I'm not finding pleasure and like I'm a big reality TV person. I'm not finding pleasure in that right now. And I'm only seeing how it mm. detracts from mm-hmm. my energy and is a distraction for me. Like if I'm sitting there watching something and I'm on my phone the whole time, I ha- have created this interrupting thought as far as like do I want to be here? Is this what I want to be doing? And I'll be like, oh, no, like, mm. I don't want to be watching this. Like, even one of my favorite shows right now is Louder Milk. Even that is my favorite show right now. And I was watching it last night and was like, wait, I'm not even tuned in. I'm not following the storyline. Yes. Do I want to be here? Or am I just doing this because, like, this is what we do at night to, like, yes. relax? Like, literally questioning everything. Like, is this actually yes. relaxing? Even stuff you actually- like. Yes. I'm like, I yeah. actually think I might rather be in my bed reading a book. And like some of this is like a conversation with my partner. Like, hey, I'm actually not feeling relaxed here. Should we be doing, should we do something else together? Or do you want to keep doing Uh this? Or like, what is this? You know, like, which is also just another level of vulnerability and connection in our relationship too. But limiting numbing activities and substances in order to feel and move through everything, which is part of that, like interrupting those thoughts, like taking every thought captive or whatever of like, like mm-hmm. if I start thinking like, oh, you don't get to do that. Oh, what you do is just like sitting sit in front of the TV to relax. And it's like, well, why don't I get up and write a poem? And it's like, oh, you don't get to do that. It's like, why? Why don't I get to do that? You know, like just mm-hmm. constantly mm-hmm. questioning these thoughts that are coming into my mind. Like, is it worthwhile for me to spend my time on? Because I'm also like an efficiency machine. Like, yes. oh, is this like literally in the morning when I'm making coffee, like my dad used to do this too, like mapping out the kitchen in my mind as far as like the shortest route between the objects that I need to make all of the, th- right? Like it sounds nutty, uh, but like this I is- I just want to go to the fridge one time. Yes. A lot I of us I want to get this. everything I need out Let's of the Let's be yep. real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep, so like yep. I'm an efficiency machine too. So it's like, oh, is writing poetry right now the most efficient use of my time? And it's like, what? Like, you know, just yeah. interrupting all of these. Why? Why does that matter? Why does... Anyway, but living our creativity, and I love that you said this, and weaving it into the fabric of our lives. I feel like we've kind of mentioned this in a lot of ways, but like with that broader question, Casey, how are you living your creativity and weaving it into the fabric of your life? I think one big way is like reconnecting, like being more embodied. I'm often so much up in my head that I'm not present in my body and my skin, like 
how I'm sitting. Like I will sit all bunched up in a ball and not even realize I'm bunched up in a ball. And then I'm like, why does my hip hurt? Like my hip flexor is stuck. (laughs) And it's like, oh, maybe I could like unfold from this pretzel that I'm in. Just even small things like that. Figuring out like what exercise feels good right now. What do I want to do versus like, what do I think I should be doing? Tapping into that like inner knowing And what feels good today might not feel good tomorrow. And it might not feel good at a certain point in my cycle. Like it's everything's going to be different. And just allowing for that flow, I think is also a parallel of creative flow. Like some days the words are going to come and some days I'm going to have so much to say. And then some days I'm just going to stare at the screen and like feel like, what have I done? Why did I think I could do this? (laughs) And just knowing that that's like you can zoom out and see it as part of the bigger picture and that it's just going to be like that. It's just going to be hills and valleys, ebbs and flows and using like that embodiment and that practice and embodiment to remind myself of those processes of creativity too. And just taking care of my body, not trying to do anything that like, Sally Jane over here is doing. She said it was so great. Like I've been really dialed into trying to figure out my skincare at the moment, especially being on hormone replacement therapy. It just like causes all kinds of reactions on my skin. I think my skin barrier is like really unhealthy, just things like that, where I'm just like, how can I take better care of this body that I'm in and be more present in it and do that for me and not for any other like influences or reasons or just because I want to is something that I'm genuinely interested in. And being okay if like it doesn't look like everyone else, like, (laughs) and be accepting of the result, even if it's not something that I thought it would be or something that I thought I would want. And I think that helps with my like creative brain and like noticing patterns and processes and things like that. And like, how can this apply in my writing life? How can this apply when I'm trying to look for things to be inspired by? Or like the words aren't coming the way I thought they would, or I can't get this stupid scene written the way I really want to. Like I just finished my outline and it was kind of a struggle because I was trying to make, you're supposed to try to make in this framework, like one scene flow into the next. And that sounds really easy. And I was like, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And just letting it be a mess and letting it be imperfect and knowing that I can iterate and I can come back to it and it's okay. And like, it's all part of a bigger ecosystem of creative pursuit, like you said. And I think our bodies and like this, this body that we live in every day has a big part to do with that. And I've just been a little more tuned into things in my body. But all of that just, I think, parallels like creativity. And I think you mentioned how things are like a microcosm of other things. And it it all applies and it's all research and it all matters, even if it doesn't seem like it matters. And I think that's been a big piece of helping me lately is like the exercise and just being embodied and trusting myself to make those decisions and like know that that's the best thing for myself in that moment. And it's like trusting your creative process to lead you, even if you don't know where it's going. Like we, we want to know so bad, like what's going to, what's something going to be at the end? Like, what's it going to look like? Or what's it going to sound like? And we can't always know that. And to just like trust the process like everybody says but really it is like such a big part of creative living in general I think so yeah yeah I love it there's so much there and I think I'm like literally looking at so like my mood board is my background on my computer and it says art is life life is art create 2024 
And mm. it's just this like deeper philosophy that I found through all of my religious deconstruction, working with folks in for eight years in religious deconstruction and uh, spiritual healing in spaces of spiritual abuse, but really drilling into like what, you know, I mean, it sounds so out there, but like I, this is my, you know, what are we here and what are we doing about it? That's my forever like question of like any reason I do anything. And that's my business. That's my artwork. That's my, I'm always wondering at existence, what are we, what are, why are we here and what are we doing about it? And this, this art is life, life is art is my attempt at answering those questions right now, right? That could change. Mm -hmm. I can change multitudes. That could change at any time. But I think as I hear you talking, I'm realizing that allowing myself to, like I was saying, when I, in my, when I was in my BFA studio, it was like everything is art. So I would drill into, I'm a conceptual artist, so I would drill into these massive giant questions around existence and around philosophy or transcendentalism or like some work on the death penalty and hierarchies of life and souls and like that kind of thing. But that these questions get to be not a side pursuit that just happens in my free time, but that mm -hmm. even my editing and how I approach my work for a client can be based out of, or I can be asking these questions even in those spaces. So why are we creating shows? Because art is life and life is art and we're leaving our mark on the world. And mm. like a piece of that that I thought of, this sounds, sounds like a side quest, but I promise maybe it's on topic. Like even something I was thinking about the other day, the power of podcasting, part of the power of podcasting is for me, I have an archive of hours of my voice that my daughter will get to listen to one day if she needs to. Mm. Like she will have mama at the press of a button if she ever needed her. and that to me is really powerful. And so allowing that rather than being like, oh, it's marketing, it's da da da, but the deeper cuts yes. of we're capturing audio for this greater human pursuit is really powerful. So yes. I don't know how that, but like all of these like art is life and life is art, which then bleeds into my business is also a creation. And, and I think something I really wanted to say is that I hear in you saying too, is that both of us have been on a journey of reclaiming a lot of our own agency in what we create mm -hmm. as our lives. So like the way that I'm creating my business every day is a practice in creation and, and, and trusting myself and creating the life that I want to have, whether you yes. view it as this one precious perfect life or whether you view it as this iteration, this reincarnate kind of iter this iteration of reincarnation, whatever that looks like for you, but that I have the power to create my business to create this the same way mm -hmm. that I can create this art piece, and so seeing all of it as this broader kind of meta pursuit, but then seeing all of these smaller kind of pieces as these kind of playgrounds for playing with that broader pursuit, if that makes any sense. Yes. And that's like, as you're saying that, I'm like, that's literally the name of our podcast is pod makers. Like we, we didn't call it pod marketers. We didn't call yeah. it, you know, <laughs> your pod business. It's pod makers. And it's about all that goes into making of all kinds. Not yes. just, it's your creativity doesn't live in a vacuum. Like it's across no. the board. Yes. And we've said so many times that you have to feed yourself in these other spaces in order to like the, what I'm lost the most in my business is when I'm so like, my business is the answer for my whole life. Like, mm -hmm. ooh, I need to like pull back on that 
because like mm-hmm. that puts way too much pressure in that one space, you know? And like you talked yes. about your body, like my body is a landscape where I explore all of these things as well. Like, oh, how do I, like I get to have the choice of what I put into my body and what is right for her, not what is mm-hmm. said is right in the global, you know, the more global yeah. diet culture or whatever it looks like. I think the only other th- two things I wanted to share in this living creatively space, because it just might be in some specifics that might be inspiring to folks is one, being more vulnerable with folks and actually inviting them into this journey with me. So trying to talk to people as much as possible about these things. So in our personal, in my personal life, we're in a couple of circles that are new to us. And so we have these new friends but being really real with them, telling them what I'm looking at, even the philosophies that I'm looking at, if it's transcendentalism, if it's, you know, these different things that I'm allowing to influence my art or influence the questions that I'm asking in life, trying to talk to people about that stuff. So being in community mm. that way. And a deeper cut of that is I have a close friend. She's a designer, but we've partnered and collaborated on a couple of things. We have studio days. We're working on every month doing a drawing day to really hone these creative skills that go into like that feed our work. But then we have a notes folder that we have like inspiration projects we want to do and work on, whether that's business, whether that's just art, whether it's all. Of, so having friends that are like, and Casey too, but like having friends that are in the dialogue of what am I making? What do I want to make? And that is a very vulnerable space for me, but inviting people in to be in it with me and doing the regulation thing, the nervous system regulation pieces that I need to do in order to have people in those spaces with me. Mm, so good. I feel like we covered so much. That was really good. I really like where we landed with this topic. And I think it's going to land with a lot of people too, especially, I don't know, there's something about January. I've just been getting like a sense from a lot of different people that we're just kind of opening ourselves up to different facets of ourselves, more willing to explore and things like that. And so I just felt like it was a good time for this type of deep dive into a creative topic. Yeah, absolutely. It feels great. So if you resonated with anything here, if you want to tell us about your creative journey and your creative story right now, you can hop on one of our websites and shoot us an email. We would love to hear your story. And if you would, please review the show and do a rating for us. Casey, how can people get in touch with you if they'd like to? Website is still the best place right now. That is caseyhayes.com, K-A-C-E-Y-H-A-Y-E-S.com. If you want to drop me a line in the contact form, yeah, I'd love to connect with you. I love it. And we both mentioned that we are not on social media very much right now. So definitely connect with us via our websites. A massive purpose of my email list is to inspire you and to get these thoughts that are in my head, the things that are inspiring me in my life, the questions that I'm asking as far as being a human, being a creative and being a business owner goes out on my email list. And that has a lot of energy around it. I have some massive documents in my notes right now with a million different topics to send to you. So please go over and hop on the website, hop on the email list now so that I can stay in communication with you and I can inspire you and be your creative guide in your email inbox. I would love to be in touch with you in that way. And that's at karenhibner.com. C-A-R-I-N-H-U-E-B-N-E-R. Thanks for being here. Bye. Bye. Bye.